Show Podcast. I'm your host, Moisas. And I'm Nystagmus. We suck, so you don't have to. And boy, did I suck last week. Oh, dude, I was right there with you, man. I was right there with you. Uh, don't worry. Uh, maybe you you were a little harder than me, but you know. Oh, like it wasn't even a competition, man. <laughs> so yeah, let's let's uh, in this part in this episode, we're gonna be talking of a little bit of a review of the Ethiopia pack. You know, you have if we kind of unfold this huge pack, we have the changes to France's persona. We have France's persona. We have uh, American persona, uh, Rough Rider Teddy, and then we also have. Ethiopia. Yep, the new Ethiopia civilization. You having the um, first-hand experience with Ethiopia, how did it feel other than the problems you had early game? Honestly, if if uh, I didn't have those problems early game, I think it would have been a really good civilization to play into the late game. Um, like, I didn't even get to use their cavalry, man. Like, it was just their unique unit was just, I, I had a few of them, but like, uh, I just never did anything with them. Um, so I, I really want to, uh, you know, I went out there and practiced a couple other times after that game. Um, um, and just like their ability to build up faith and you just got to build the game around faith as a currency, which is what you can do now with the expansion pack. Right. And so, um, faith can be the new currency. And if you build like the religion that you choose the pantheon that you choose, um, and the kind of different, uh, uh abilities that you want to choose throughout the game that kind of centers around that you can make them like a powerhouse um i just you know you know we suck so you don't have to i really sucked that week and that was just like a horrible it was like back to being um um my first game basically that's how horrible it was i think maybe i, I just took my first win and just partied way too hard after that and came back uh, uh thinking i can just like maybe uh, roll to another victory and man was i wrong <laughs> But everything kind of went wrong for you. So like you couldn't get the void singers, right? Yeah. You couldn't. That that sucks. And then you had a ton of barbarians around your your first city, your first two cities. That sucks too. What happened that got the barbarians out of control? Like, did you what? Why did you not take care of them right away? So um, I actually did build enough warriors to do it. I just did it stupidly where whenever I attacked with one of my warriors, I automatically made it within range of like every other barbarian troop that was there. And the barbarians are actually smart. You know how sometimes like you have like three troops and they won't just attack one of them and kill them. They'll just attack all of them at once and then none of your warriors die. So like if I have three warriors and they have three warriors, sometimes they'll just, one warrior will attack each of your other warriors. I've never had that happen to me, but okay. I've always had it where they all attack one. Okay, so this time um, I stupidly would just like send my warriors off to die by themselves, and also they, um, I don't know, I don't know, barbarians were like spawning a ton of stuff, so like randomly they would just spawn like five units, and they were spawning um, a lot of slingers behind their warriors, and so they were just yeah, it was, I don't know, I, my handling of that whole situation was just a dumpster fire. <laughs> um, Right, like you know, what I'm talking about? And, and in case people who are tuning in uh, don't understand how bad I played that game, I lost a city to a city state. That was like way later, though, when you were completely out teched and like out armied. But that that's still bad, right? Like, um, yeah. and so uh, that game, like that, so those that that happened, and then um, I, and that's why you guys saw me like my I was belly aching all game about how like I was so far behind and and I just knew it. I just like there's no way I can catch up. You guys have 
like four or five cities. I had like two. Um, and I still had to be, continue building military units to stop the barbarian onslaught. And then because of that, I just never focused on scouting after that. I was focused on like trying to catch up. And then and then I got a little ego bruise when Zoe was making fun of me for not scouting. And I was like, well, you know, like um, I could have built more scouts, but I needed to build settlers. So um, and, and that was actually one of the cases where I didn't have enough time to wait for the settlers to be protected. I just sent them out to a place where I thought for sure there wasn't going to be anyone to take them. I thought for sure Zoe was going to take one of my settlers. I thought he was going to add like insult to injury. He was he, he had the ability to do so. Oh, he just chose not to. Maybe he learned, though. He learned it's like, this is not worth it. He played the long game. He definitely played the long game. Because um, one of his scouts could have taken my settlers. Like, Yeah, I, I feel like he didn't want to go to war early. He wanted to kind of establish his relationship with the city-states. He wanted to... Um, like, he didn't build campuses early. He built all commercial hubs. He built a ton of commercial hubs to get his trade routes to combine with um, sending a envoy to a tr- trade route city-state I, I don't know how to word that properly but basically yeah. if you have a trade route to a city-state one envoy counts as two as teddy that's his ability and yeah. then with the paired with the owls of minerva whenever you send a trade route to a city-state you get one envoy so, so every time three. he sent every time no he got two so oh, okay so every time he sent a, a, a trade to a city-state he got two envoys on that city-state which is impossible to keep up with no matter who you are right you can be the best diplomatic person in the game and you're not going to compete with that kind of output trade routes are so easy to 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 multiply right you can get 10 15 trade routes pretty easy it's not like super hard to do especially when you have owls of minerva and you suddenly have two trade routes per city right you only need five cities to get 10 trade routes if you Mm -hmm. build a harbor and a commercial hub in every city and so just the amount of like you saw, he had like 30 envoys in almost every city-state. It was impossible to keep up with. And he had yeah. like 500 diplomatic points every World Congress, while me and you only had like 70 each. And we had to team up in one topic to, to beat him by one vote. Like it was, he would have won eventually a diplomatic victory for sure. We, we wouldn't have been able to stop like, him. I think like the way that you counter that then is when you see that you know, Rough Rider Teddy is doing that. You just have to start taking over the city states. Take over the city states or just take over him early on. Because yeah. if he couldn't, he didn't have military early on and he also didn't have science early on. And so if you attacked him before he established all of his commercial hubs, like if you attack him in the classical or medieval era or even just cut off his trade route, right? So build a city between like a bunch of city states and himself and just go to war with him and make sure no trade routes go that way. So at least, um, the trade routes he is making is to only a few city states don't let him get in contact with the rest of them so he can have like really good relationships with two or three have like 40 50 points in those that's fine right you can you can say those are his but the rest of the world you don't have access to yeah that's another way you can kind of handle it but then you know zo he's like an all-in he goes full war mode so if he goes forward war mode you have to kind of in turn go full war mode and then suddenly the third person's like yeah here's me i'm gonna build some wonders yeah mm-hmm. Yeah, the dynamic would kind of change pretty rapidly. Or although, if if someone was like clearly going to win that war, right, the third person might have to choose a side. We we've been better at that though. I feel like I feel like once one person is involved, or once two people are involved, the third person kind of gets involved nowadays anyway, because it's like ten o'clock and we don't want to score victory. We we want to try to like 
or we want to prevent the score victory. So everybody yeah. kind of gets involved to try to take down the leader, which I like that. I, I like that it's usually by the end of it, a 2v1, because that first person, if you lead the whole game, you need to really earn your win. And so kind of like a 2v1 at the end, it's like if you win against that, yeah, you earned your you earned your win. Like, okay, I respect Because at the end of the game, everyone's just going to declare war on you and try to stop yeah. you, right? Exactly, exactly. Like, everybody likes an underdog story. So even, like, if second and third... Like, if third place, it's like, ugh, I just don't want this guy to win. I want the second place guy to win. It's, it's usually the case. Like, I'm sure you wanted, you probably wanted me to win last game, whereas the game before that, when you won, Zoe wanted... Oh, I think Zoe wanted not me to win, so... <laughs> yeah, I think he wanted me to win. Like, get yeah. my first win. Uh, there was some familial ties there where he, where, uh, he was just like, I want my cousin to win a game because I've been... I've been diligently playing with you guys for every week and then um, I've been just getting crushed like every single game. But that was me and Zoe like just having like this religious war that none of us can build campuses or science and we fell behind so much. So that was like our fault, right? Like we're not, I don't think there wasn't really much. I honestly honestly didn't know. I didn't know what you guys were doing. I was like, what the hell, man? There's no way this is real life. Uh I always thought my first victory was going to be like, I was going to eke out like this win, right? It was going to be like this, like squeaker, basically. <laughs> there hasn't been like a squeaker victory yet. Usually it's pretty, it's pretty dominant. Uh, at least by like 10 o'clock, it's pretty dominant. Yeah. And it, it comes down to a lot of different things. Like it, it, I noticed that whoever is kind of complaining at the beginning of the game about how bad like the barbarians are treating them or... Um, how bad their starting location was and stuff like that that person never ends up winning right like it's always like oh i couldn't even do this this or this and then you know you see zoe and he's like well i was able to do whatever the hell i feel like oh i uh, spawned and, in tundra even as yeah. you in the united states oh. yeah i keep spawning in tundra and i keep getting the the, the uh, pantheon i like and the religion um attributes i like um, yeah, so. when he well, when he researches astrology first, now that's what he said last game. He, he researches astrology first. He he really prioritizes that work ethic, and so in order, the only way to stop him is to either beat him to a pantheon so he doesn't get the tundra, and then give him work ethic, and like that's whatever, or beat him to the religion and get work ethic before him, and yeah. leave him with whatever uh, a, a pantheon he has. Right. One day I wanted to steal work ethic uh, from him as Germany and just like just pile it on. It's that that would just that would be like OP as hell. You'd have to build. You have to go astrology first. Then you have to build your holy site, and then you need to do projects. The city project that gives you great profit points. You need to do that. That's the only way you can beat him because that's that's what he does. That's his build, right? Because when I was Russia, that's what he did to beat me to my religion first. Which kudos to him. I totally forgot I was even trying to do that mid game. Part of me, stupid. Now that right now that he's not here yet, right? He's AFK at the moment. Part of me wants to like let him have a couple games where he just keeps on doing that, and then him get so used to it, and then we just plan one game just to take it away from him, <laughs> and then he has no idea what to do at that point. Uh, right, his his entire mid and late game is predicated on him getting work ethic. It basically is now. Like he he gets. I, I can't wait for him to play a game where he just doesn't spawn in Tundra. Cause like, what is he going to do? Is he going to, what, what, what are the Pantheon is he going to get? That's not adjacency to for every Tundra tile. He's probably going to get the one that gives him adjacency to, to, um, whatever he's, adja- whatever he's adjacent to, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. So jungle. And then what's the other one? Desert. So he, yeah, there's like, a desert one. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I don't know what like what else would he do? I have now, no idea. The other thing I didn't mention in that game that also like completely like kneecapped me basically was I'm not I'm not joking. There were there were three wonders I was one turn away from completing and were stolen from me. Yeah, I took two of those, right? I took uh Great Library and The Great Library. Um one of you guys one. took the baths from me. That was him. That wasn't me. And then oh what the hell else? Uh Oh, it was um Oracle. What, Oracle. Yeah, the Oracle. Right. And then the Petra, I was like, I, I know was I would just say, like, if you steal Petra, because I saw him building it. Um and I and I looked at the um the uh uh the rendering, because the rendering changes as it's completed, right? Yeah, and so that's I thought how you made, know how far along yeah, it is. Yeah, and so I thought I'm like, okay, I'm gonna beat him probably. And then when he was like, Well, I'm one turn away, I'm like, I'm a one turn away. What the hell? If you if, if, because I think in that case, it will give it to the person who puts the most production on the last turn, right? Oh. So like if you're both one turn away, but I put 60 production towards that last turn and he had like a city that had 40 production, it would reward it to me. I think oh. that's how it works, right? And okay. so I thought for sure there's, because I, I, my production wasn't that great and he he had work ethic. I knew he had work ethic. So I'm like, there's no, I'm like, if he steals this, this wonder for me and it's four wonders in a row that I couldn't build, um, I'm like, I'm just going to declare war on city states. I'm just going to start taking them over or, or dying to them or something. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to. You saw the look in his, I don't know if you saw the look in his face when he said it though. He was dying. He was laughing so hard. He's, he couldn't even like tell you that with a straight face. Like, yeah, one turn away. He's like turning red. It's like. <laughs> it was a good joke. Come on. He knew I was in a fragile state of mind um, during that game. Um, I was, I was playing on tilt so, so much near the end. Um, just randomly doing stuff I didn't care anymore. Here was my plan going into last week or last Sunday. Um, I knew that I wanted to get a lot of luxury resources. I saw all, I didn't I don't know how uh, this ability works. I don't know if it's if you have only more than one copy of a luxury resource or if it's for every copy above one. That's a luxury resource. Does that make sense? Do, yeah. Do I, yeah. And so I like, yeah, for amenities, so like, right? Yeah. Yeah. I had like five ember, a, embers, right? And so does that count four extra embers? Or is that just like, oh, you have more than one? That's one. That's You have, you have a duplicate, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't know how that worked. I still don't know how that works. And I should have play tested that, but I didn't. Um, my plan obviously was to get as many luxury resources as I can and then go for a culture victory of getting um basically that city project that generates tourism i was going to do that i feel like that project is better very very early game if you can find very early a lot of luxury resources and you can build a theater square really quickly and you can get that city project uh, i forget what it's called but the unique city project that is unlocked with Catherine and that magnificent, mm. if you can get that really early, it generates 50 tourism. I think it's 50 tourism and 50 culture per duplicate. Don't quote me on that, but I think it's, that's how it works. So like, that's like a hundred tourism on turn, like 50, 60, 70 or ish around there. And so like at that point, everyone's only generating like 10 tourism a turn. So if that, if you just keep doing that, you're basically doubling your tourism, you can, you can do it super early, super early. Yeah, and, victory. and that's one of the things I was always wondering. Like, um, I think with a handy, like the the problems with one of our our you know our, the way we do it. I know I'm not saying we're going to change it, right? But is imagine like even though someone's winning in score, but like if we were to actually play to 250 turns, like I would clearly win a culture victory. 
um, is when our kind of idea breaks down. Right. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. or, or like, um, um, I would clearly beat everyone to the science, the space race. But that's where you, if you're that far ahead in science, then you should be going to war and just do, like crippling everybody. Right. I know, but there are certain areas and it's around the time that we would do this is eras that um, defensive positioning is superior to your attack capability. Right. Because we never get really to flight or anything. I think though, last time was a bit of an outlier. Zoe was taking an abnormally long turn turns because he had like, 22 cities like yeah he, he was taking forever and so we only got to turn like 120 150 maybe and that's only because he took so long during, i didn't want to comment on it because like i feel like i'm being a negative nancy every time i comment on somebody taking too long of a turn so i just I bit it's my kind of like an inside game. joke now right like <laughs> right but like i didn't want to say anything because i don't want to be that guy because i was that guy the, two weeks ago and suddenly it got backfired on me so i'm like okay i'm just I not still, gonna say anything the one thing i always wanted because he was complaining that um he's like oh yeah it's so hard like it's it's actually worse when you have so many cities and i'm like okay listen man that sounds and, like a whole lot of timers, like yeah um i'm like that sounds like a whole lot of like a you problem that um kind of sounds like a humble brag right like like i have so many cities that it's like hard to manage my empire right <laughs> so okay buddy relax. um and so i was like well you're saying it's a it's a negative so why did you keep on building cities when you didn't need to build cities anymore like you just kept and he still built cities by the way he he like cities started popping up on the other side of my border like i'm like why are you still building settlers um are you like are you bored like <laughs> <laughs> i think he just wanted he wanted as many trade routes as he could that's why um i feel like maybe we should think about implementing a turn timer i i think he might be against it but i think we should consider it there is usually one person taking abnormally long turns if we take a break you can easily pause the game and then leave and come back unpause it still the same amount of time during your turns yeah um the problem of that is becoming where you, if you have too many cities, obviously it's very hard to manage within the three minutes, we'll say, as an example of a turn timer. Um, it does become hard to manage with all your units and all the cities, but then it kind of becomes a priority. Like you might not be producing something out of your city because you have a war on your front line. Okay, then you need to move all your units on the front line and attack and make sure you do have the right attacks. But I feel like that's the trade off. And so when you have a turn timer as well, it at least has a set time. Hmm. If you do three minutes times five hours, how many turns is that, right? I don't know off, off the top of my head, but we're almost guaranteed that many turns for the session. So maybe we can even calculate it where if we say if we have five hours and we want to get through at least 200 turns, how many, how many seconds is that per turn? And we just do it that way. Yeah, I always thought that too, because we can try, like, really, if you work hard at it, you can probably get through 250 turns in a five-hour session. Probably. If, if, we're, if, we're, if we're on simultaneous turns, like, the thing that always slowed us down before was war, right? Because it turned into, um, um, you know, it turned into... Uh, uh, Slow fest. Yeah, sequential turn, turns, right? Yeah, so, sequential turns. Hmm. I, I kind of liked the idea that we did the simultaneous engine war, though. I thought that was... I liked it. I, I, I thought it was it. going to be way more hectic than it than it was, but then again, I played the empire that had like five units to 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 work with, right? So <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, man, it's not a big problem." I got like my two cavalry units here, got my archers, 
it's not a problem at all. And then you guys are like fighting with like these massive armies. <laughs> I was holding him off for a long time and then he got artillery and I was bad. Um, but I, I feel like maybe, maybe we should just keep toying with simultaneous turns, get used to that first, then, yeah. then we should introduce a turn timer. So we're kind of like gradually getting more, more and more competitive as we start practicing offline and even just like, uh we obviously want to beat each other at this point like this isn't an entertainment show anymore it's it's this is personal it's like i want to win and zoe wants to win and you want to win there's no yeah i still think it, i still think it'd be cool that. like if you have people who have like um um you know because we're not like professionals right so we we can showcase kind of like weird strategies that no one would see because that was what some of the draw to some of the again i know i keep bringing it back but this is my what I always played at my first, you know, Starcraft. competitive game I played online was Starcraft, um, and so um, Starcraft got to the point where everything became so mechanical, right? You know, if you're Terran, you have the one 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 build, right, or you have the two racks build, um, two racks fast expand, or or supply depot fast expand. Um, whereas, like, then you can watch certain streamers um, and know exactly what the first five to ten minutes of the game was going to be like, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so. I liked watching um, other streamers that uh, they would do like weird stuff and you can see how like how it was messing with their opponent because their opponent wasn't used to seeing it. Like especially when you're in Masters League or something like that because the, the everyone there always knows like all the builds, right? It's yeah. like a chess match almost. And then when they see what this, like some of the streamers I used to watch, uh, they're just like, what the hell am I supposed to do against this? <laughs> and so they just don't know what to do about it. Um, I think that we can have that aspect too, where like we do kind of weird stuff and um, um, people aren't just used to seeing it. Although Civilization VI is, um, you know, saying it's more complicated than StarCraft is an understatement. Um, hey, Zo, what's up? <laughs> hey guys, just uh, coming back from my uh, recruitment. Looking good so far. Can't talk about it though, sorry. Recruitment? Yeah, like I said, can't talk about it. Anyways, what are we talking about? Uh, talk about Teddy. Well, just go into it. Just do it. Right into Teddy. Oh, man. This new Teddy. Talk about raising tears. Um, I'm, I'm curious to try him out without, without Super Mode on, but uh, I like Super Mode. <laughs> so uh, Super Mode was fun. I managed to get Cicerin, Suzerian, whatever, with every single one of those civilization or it wasn't uh, even city a contest states. either like, wasn't even, even a contest you and then when you guys declared war i was like i was like more okay i got, I got seven buddies they're all ready to go uh and then it was just a matter of distracting moy long enough to get <laughs> artillery and and that worked it was a yeah. little too late in, into the evening if i'd known how destructive artillery would have been i probably would have uh moved a little faster into them but no um fantastic i i the the rough rider uh teddy was a lot of fun to play that um real utility in in the envoy thing with city states uh i like it i think it kind of adds to the american flair i can see them keeping trying to keep the peace on their continent um maintaining these alliances with city states uh so which is what i think they were going for uh mm -hmm. they were trying to show like this is even though i don't know it's america it's like <laughs> america's known for conquest not really known for letting city states 
small nations do their thing. Uh, but I guess maybe that is the idea. Maybe was like American influence. You know, it's it's like. But you didn't do let them do their thing, didn't you? Like levy their army. I did. I levied their army. That was more just to annoy Moy. They didn't. Those armies didn't do anything. I felt like that had a counteract with 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 what happened though. So I used those units just to upgrade my units. Like mm. I felt like that having that many city states go to war with you or with me was what I I didn't really care because usually mm-hmm. city state units aren't that strong, and so you can easily just upgrade your units with those guys you and then didn't just care translate it to your unit sure you you didn't care you only had three city states that could affect you unfortunately your ally had several city states that could affect him and he did not have a hard an easy time only the one took over right you only had problem with the one he lost a city he yeah. lost a city to, to the, a city to the state one city state doesn't matter he lost a city he lost a city like um, you know, yeah, but if he didn't, ha- if he didn't doing have the early game that he had and he kept up, he would have been able to hold off against it, it no problem. If, if and butts were coconuts, then names the way, wouldn't The way that me. my empire was positioned, if like I wasn't, you know, if I wasn't, uh, uh, you know, the if I wasn't a computer playing on uh, Chieftain, um, <laughs> that game, uh, I probably could have just taken over the three city states that bordered my 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 uh my empire what, but what did what did you learn nystagmus in that game what did you learn did you learn some valuable lessons uh it, it just there was a couple of bad mistakes i made there that it just put me i think you're right about this whole snowball thing right i get so nervous about the early game because if i like you know if i fuck it up then you can then, recover uh, you can recover no, okay and, and i then, totally recovered in that game man i was like i was like rivaling you like it was crazy didn't like lose my city to uh, a city state or anything. Like yeah, that. you. Um, I think I think did mistake, not happen. <laughs> the mistake you made was when those barbarians were giving you trouble. You should have gone all out war, built like eight units, okay. and just taken so them out. You didn't actually watch me. Um, oh, you know what? You're right. I didn't watch you, but I did watch so all I did, the goody huts. My mistakes you missed. were how I actually attacked the barbarians. That's what happened. Okay, I'm I, just. I let, there are four so, goody huts in your area that I got like late game. So I I lost um, about five warriors like that. Those are unacceptable losses to to barbarians, right? Sounds like, like a I, you problem. I didn't say it was okay. So I I don't know how I didn't mention that this. I said it was a me problem, and I said I sucked like a thousand times. So. <laughs> I don't know what else you want me to say. I'm not making excuses. Oh, just... I just wanted to make a joke, Nystagmus. I'm sorry. I retract my joke. Yeah, you're going to regret that. He's going to remember that joke. Oh. He's got photographic okay. memory. Do you guys like jokes? I like jokes. Let's take, uh, <laughs> let's take a small break. Uh, I hate to interrupt this. Let's take a small break, and then we're going to be ranking the three civilizations that we just played, uh, despite their biases of having a bad game or not but we're going to try to rank them anyway if they get re-ranked that's cool uh just our initial thoughts on these three civilizations or personas if you will so don't go anywhere we'll be right back all right and we're back hi we, we never left, know, we, we, we never <laughs> we never left i think um i think that i i'm hope i'm hoping that after that game Never again will Nystagmus be so heavily troubled by city-states and barbarians. And, and I hope that was the lesson learned. Uh, I guess five warriors wasn't enough. Maybe you got to mix it up. Maybe some archers no, I, in I, there. I, I, I lost five warriors. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, I know I don't have this problem with barbarians. Boy, yeah, I don't have this problem. I don't know. Like, you know, and it's just uh, bad luck, obviously. Yeah, they, obviously, obviously. It's not that we respond appropriately uh, to them. Um, that's probably not it. Let's play so. a game, shall we? It's called Rank That Civ, and we're going to be ranking uh, the three new civilizations slash personas that were introduced in the Ethiopia pack. Uh, who would like to start? I would. St- I'll start if if I we need. I just I want to put forward. Remember, grain of salt, guys, for these tiers because normally super mode won't be on. Uh, unless it is, and then that's fine. Well, thankfully for me, super mode didn't really affect this civilization too much because it didn't really take effect until I died. So it didn't really matter. <laughs> uh, so with France, uh, Catherine the Magnificent, uh, their unique ability being the whenever they have a duplicate luxury resource, you can use that into a unique city project. I forgot the name of it. I think it's called Court Festival. Uh, you can use it and generate 50 culture and 50 tourism, and I believe it's per duplicate luxury resource, but don't quote me on that. I have not play tested that, and it's not very clear in the description of the project. So uh, that is the uniqueness of it. They lose the ability of spies, however. So what France is usually known for, um, having a spy early and starting with an upgrade with a spy. Uh, those are both huge, right? And you lose that ability, but instead you get this one. I feel like it might be good for an early game culture victory. Like I said before, uh, 50 tourism and 50 culture early game is no joke. Um, However, I had five ambers. And if it's only for like a duplicate and not per duplicate, like if, if it doesn't count four times for having four extra ambers, if it's just like you have more than two, pretty useless to me. In order for this to be effective, France needs to be a large, large civilization, cover so much ground that they have so many different luxury resources. That game, I had, I think, seven cities, which I didn't think was that bad of a number. I, I know Zoe had like 20 whatever, but whatever. Um, but with seven cities, I was only able to get olives and amber, and that's it. I don't think I had any other luxury resources, unfortunately. Um, so... I don't I just I don't know how good that ability will be unless you're already a massive empire. But at that point, you can go any victory route. So that's being said, uh, I didn't get Niter. That sucked too. Doesn't really matter because I don't think it would have affected that much. I would rank these guys honestly down in the D tier. I don't think they're that good. I their unique unit is okay. Um good on the home continent, but would have proved useless unless I really went science first and cut it early. Uh, but I just don't think they're that good. I That's a personal opinion, maybe. They're down there. They're going to be down there with Keimer. They're below Poland, if that makes you feel any better. So It might, it might make me feel better, but I know a couple of our members that uh, were just devastated at that news, at the thought of that. <laughs> I don't think France is anybody's favorite civilization, so I can safely rank them down here. Uh, I was debating between C and D, uh, but I, I ultimately I'll, I'll put I'll put them in the D. I'll put them in D tier. I I just don't think their strength is that good. So, that's my opinion on that. I'll go next. Um, and I'm this take this tearing with a grain of superpower, uh, because um, 
you know, we, we played with secret societies and um, they made America amazing. So in a super society game, um, I would rank America as uh, A tier. Um, the having the um, specifically the easiest one to get to is their best one. And that's the Owls of uh, of um, Minerva. Um, Minerva, having that every trade route gives me uh, two envoys. uh, That's just awesome. And it made it that plus uh, you guys let me build the Apidea. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I got a couple actually decent wonders there. Yeah, I was one turn away from that. It, it so. wouldn't have mattered. I felt like you still would have dominated the envoy. So, yeah, I but because also we had 10. So this is a circumstantial and, and I'm I'm coming up with my own tiering formula because this tiering is weird for me. Uh, but in this circumstance, uh, a tier, um, the rest of America's bil- abilities, though, truth be told, I didn't use their planes. And the Rough Rider wasn't that fantastic. And I didn't, we didn't get to film studios. Um, now that said, they were pretty rocking with just the uh, wild card, having, having that my uh, diplomatic, one of my diplomatic slots became a wild card. Uh, and then every wild card slot gave me diplomacy points and then the envoys. Um, and then when you add with that, you know, on the same continent was kind of useful. It was useful against the barbarians, helped me out against Moy a bit when, when later on. Um, but yeah, I just, I kind of felt like an unstoppable juggernaut in that game. And um, I, you know, you guys eventually did the right thing and declared war on me, making me, I love all the comments I was getting too about, oh, big stick and, you know, using it as opposed to, you know, wa- or no, I was walking loudly and swinging my big stick. Yeah, you didn't to want to declare war on us. Walk, like I, I threatened. Or... I threatened. All I threatened. you threatened. Walk down I threatened. with big stick. I threatened. Um, and, uh, yeah, I believe, though, that I only needed maybe, if I if we had the 30-minute rule, I would have won domination victory. Yeah. Uh, I, I that, that, that yeah, like, that we were just at the cusp. Unfortunately, um, if Moy did not have refinery and steel, he may have had steel, but I don't think he had refineries. Um, so his tech hurt him out a lot. Uh, and my it took two shots. Artillery one, artillery two, defense is gone. Any of my units come in. Um, and yeah, you move your units around a bit, but like the units I was moving, you, you don't exercise zone of control over. So I would have been able to do that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, they were fun though. So much fun. Uh, America's probably like my second or third favorite Civ. And it's just that wild card. Love the versatility. So yeah, with specifically with the Secret Societies on, A tier. For, for certain, A tier. Um, and I'm just curious. I don't want to give them an S tier because I want to try one of the other trade Civs like the Mali or the um, or the Cree with, um, with the Minerva, the Owls, uh, and see how I bet you they would really crush um, so we'll see in uh, in future games. Uh, you guys put up an okay fight, but eh, luck, lackluster fight. <laughs> we we let you do too much early. Moy. Game. So the question to that, Moy put up an okay fight. Moy put up the other other thing. Sorry, I know I'm being long winded here. Um, now that I'm using old school strategies that seem to be working really effectively, uh, we'll see if I'll continue my 
I think I'm going to have an increased win. But, you know, Moy's pretty uh, good at learning from mistakes. And Nystagnus is third time's a charm. So he's he'll be good in a couple games. Um, <laughs> and so uh, we'll see. We'll see for next time. So uh, this good segue to Nystagmus. Uh, how was your first experience with... Uh, I don't even know what to say about that. So, um, okay, so they're a really interesting when you play outside when i was playing outside of of me like completely not doing a good job that game um they're a very interesting civ to play um you can if you if you play it right and get the some certain abilities and stuff you can turn faith into like their currency um and they can they can rack it up like pretty easily um like you know even in my game where i was like not even playing that well i was easily i got above 100 faith like pretty easily um and so 100 faith per turn, I mean. Um, and so, um, um, honestly, uh, I think like they're a very fun civilization to play with. I never really got to see how effective their cavalry was in that game, but they are pretty, like if you're, if you use terrain to your, your advantage, like they can move through hills like like nothing because they don't get a penalty bonus or, or a penalty on that. You got um, them so, quick too, right? Yeah, I, I beelined for them because I was just like, I want to see how good these are. Um, and so, <laughs> uh, uh, and so, and they're actually pretty strong. Um, they're not, they're not like, um, um, super strong. They're not like, uh, Lanero's compared to like, um, their, their other things, but like, they're still pretty strong. Um, you need to do a Lanero scale. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I give it 12 so. Lanero's. <laughs> I give it five out of seven Lanero's. Oh, that's a t-shirt. That's a t-shirt. Honestly, the, 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 the uh, no, side quest to this, Lanero is probably like one of my favorite units in the entire game. No kidding. Wow. Shocker. But, um, but uh, um, and so yeah, they're pretty good. Um, and, um, you know, I would solidly put them at the moment with my limited uh, uh, experience with them, solidly put them in the B tier. I really want to make them A tier, but I would solidly put them in the B tier. Um, for now, I'm probably going to rearrange that once I, I, cause I actually called it, I'm like, I want to be able to play them again. Cause this was just like a, this game was just like a dumpster fire. And you didn't get Void Singer, which I think would have yeah. made a big difference. Void Singer for sure. I, I would be like, I want to make them. I know people are already saying S tier, uh, in, in the chat. Um, I just, I, I just don't have enough experience with them to feel comfortable playing them in the S tier. And I'm comparing them to Grand Columbia, which is my, even though I used to say Germany is my favorite Civ, I, Grand Columbia is quickly making it that not the case. Um, but uh, and so bold words. I, I just I, you know I just I just like that Civ. Um, and so I really want to rank them high. I'm I'm giving it a lot, and it's not them, right? It's it's me. I, I suck, and so um, uh, I want to be able to play them again, and then I'll probably solidly put them in in at least a tier. I think just on paper, but the way I was playing and and my practice rounds through the computer, um, I solidly put them in the B tier. I don't know if you guys disagree with that or not, but no, I, you I know, I solidly agree with B tier. Yeah. Just I, from I, on paper. Yeah. On paper. I, I, like I was skeptical last week of them. Uh, and I, after playing a couple rounds with them, they are a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, I, I just found their production was really lackluster. Um, you know, if you can get work ethic and maybe the right terrain, sure you can, but I just, uh, culture and science and faith fantastic but uh, just universally i found most of their cities had very low production um but yeah it's definitely much better civ than than i may have gave it credit for 
uh, last week. Looking, I'm looking forward to trying. I still haven't tried Columbia, so uh, one of these days uh, we'll see what Nystagmus is raging about um, with that. And Moy loves the Colombian meme. I don't know. What, that they take it. cities in a flash? Yeah, you love yeah. that. You just love it. You're just oozing over Seven it. movements. Seven movements. For your so Lineros. when you it when you spend city. yeah when you when you spend an entire week practicing with Grand Columbia and then you go back to another sieve units seem like they move <laughs> like a turtle speed. So I I re- with the mobility because I love that mobility the one that gives you plus one movement inside in your ter- territory I was like oh I'm gonna use this I'll show Grand Columbia I can do this and then I was like oh wait <laughs> you could do it too so and you did then they get plus two movement in front that of that was. So useful for me though, because it allowed me to move into Moy's territory and then shoot with my artillery or or my um, my my uh, cannons or whatever. So you also had a great general there, which is plus one movement as well. Plus one movement, and it it, it made a difference. Uh, I just really regret that stupid piece of forest that I didn't buy right away, and I should have. It was such a thorn in my side. This one little hex of forest that completely destroyed my range attacks against you. All right, awesome. So we ranked these three sieves. Let's take a little bit of a break before we go into our last section here, uh, where we're going to be talking about a little bit about next week uh, and maybe a review on the rest of the updates. The diplomat, whatever the the new district was, I can't remember what it's called. The uh, diplomatic quarter. Yeah, the diplomatic quarters. We'll make comments on that as well. Don't go anywhere because we will be right back. After a very short break with the Civ Show podcast, we suck so you don't have to. Uh, I forgot to mention this, that let's talk about secret societies. The four societies that were introduced, uh, the Sagwing Pact, the uh, Owls of Minerva, the Hermetic Order, and the Void Singers. I nailed all of those without even looking at anything. Isn't that impressive? It's pretty impressive. Um, so let's go for Owls of Minerva first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Owls of Minerva, because I feel both of you got it, and I feel like it's one of the better of the secret societies. So, do you remember exactly what the abilities were that, that you get with Owls of Minerva? Photographic memory for it. I'll, I'll open. Uh, the number one huge advantage that you get with them is the economic policy card. Uh, so, and that's like right off the bat. That's your your first ability. You get economic policy card, and you get whenever you send a trade route to a city-state, you get an extra envoy. Uh, those are two massive abilities to get right at the beginning of the game. Uh, specifically, having three policy slots, that's just huge. You know, that's that's um, a 50% increase. Um, and then, yeah, the envoy um, makes for lots and lots of, uh, of good, bountiful trade later because you're going to have lots of cesareans and get lots of abilities. I don't even know the abilities. I had like 10 random abilities stacking on top of each other. Um, their level, I know it was really good for me. Um, the level two power, um, is the gilded banks, I yep. think That's the gilded banks, yeah. um, gilded banks. I no, thought were funny. The vaults, like the gilded vaults, gilded vaults. Like so, yeah. oh, sorry. Um, I thought it was funny because it was essentially, um, when Civ first came out, that's how it worked. You, if you built a, um, if you built a commercial hub and a harbor, you would get two trade routes. 
uh, and that's what it does. It it lets you like on top. It replaces the bank, but it lets you build a harbor. Uh, and when I got that, um, it was like perfectly timed so that I had my governor ready to load it up. Uh, and then I also passed a law in con- World Congress oh, yeah, to give a hundred yeah, plus hundred percent for harbor. So much sense. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was able like right away. I got. I had like 15, 16 trade routes going. Um, so I just had so much money, so much influence. Um, and I, you know what, I'm pretty sure cause there's four steps. I'm pretty sure I missed one in there. Maybe the envoy was at one of the halfway. Um, because I know that there, um, you also get a, a wild card. Oh no, that's what the third one is. The, the third ability is a wild card. You get a wild card government policy. So you get two government policies with them in the end which is just a huge, this is like wonders. That's what wonders do um, that these guys are giving you. And then finally they give you compound interest, which is, as Einstein said, is the most powerful force in the universe. They give you 3% interest on your current total, um, which doesn't sound like a lot, but that's compounded every turn, right? So that's, you know, that's 3,000 or 1,000 gold becomes, uh, you know, that's you're earning, that's an extra 30, which goes up, goes up, goes up. 10,000 gold is an extra 300 gold, right? Every turn. It's up um, to 1,000 gold per turn. Up to a 1,000. Yeah, it goes. So it's not pure compound, but still but a up to 1,000. If it's at 1,000, yeah, that means you're, you're earning. 1,000 gold per turn just off the interest of your treasury. Like you have no problem with money at that point. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. That sounds like one of our various community members that's telling us about the insane science they're producing. It's like, okay, on turn 258. Game ended already? Sure. Uh, No, but um, just uh, fantastic. Just such versatility. Every Civ can benefit from that. Every Civ can benefit from that. It's not... Yes, it's true if you're a trade Civ, you're going to have a better time with that. But every Civ can benefit from that specific order. Um, And I think out of the three, or out of the four, I think it's the, the, the most versatile, utility, useful, powerful. Take your pick. Yeah, so uh, let's... Do you have anything to add to that in a segment? Because you also played with the Owls of Minerva. Yeah, I, 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 just on paper, I chose like I was trying to get the obviously when I was Ethiopia, I was trying to get the the Void Sayers, but um, after that, I was like, yeah, Owls are the most versatile. Um, you know, uh, what, what's more, when my civilization can get a lot of faith, and now I can get a lot of gold with them. So what? Why not? Right? Um, just didn't help me in the end in that game, but that's what I went with. That's true. It, it does kind of help you too, because then you can have trade routes. Oh, but I think it has to be international trade routes, right? That's, no, that, um, that's, that's for Ethiopia. For Ethiopia. For Ethiopia, I think I don't know. I think I noticed that all of my city-state trade routes, I was still getting faith with them. I don't know. Maybe that's a glitch. Uh, that, well, one of your cards is like plus four gold, plus one faith per trade route, right? Maybe, maybe that was what was going on. Okay, so uh, yeah, I played with the Hermetic Order. Um, I thought they were online they maybe they got online a lot quicker than what happened um for whatever reason i thought that the great every great person that's earned was one of their first abilities uh it's not it's the third ability which we got when i was crumbling in defeat uh i finally got but um eventually i had two tiles of ley lines that's that's it two tiles while in this nystagmus up way up north in the tundra there was like three and just within a span of five five tiles of each other um but this is such a hit or miss secret society 
because one, you need to earn great people, right? If you don't earn great people, you're not going to be useful in any way, shape or form, right? Two, you need ley lines. They randomly spawn on the map. You don't know if it's going to be beside your civilization. I had one uh, spawn beside my capital, which thank God, maybe everyone kind of has one no matter what. Um, but then my, to get my second one, that was when I had to like really forward settle uh, towards Zoe. Two, this thing sucks. It sucks until uh, the indoctrination, which is for every great person earned, ley lines received plus one yield equal to that great person's district type. Um, it is terrible. Like having plus one standard adjacency bonus to all specialty districts. Okay, great. I have an extra plus one whatever like it honestly doesn't mean anything to me right um and then the last one which we never got to uh, occult research a city project that provides gold while active when completed it grants great people points and science for every ley line in the city so that would have been good if for my plan of just getting as many great people as i as i tried to get i tried to get a lot of great artists to try to really boost my culture i tried for a culture victory uh, overall in that game um but it didn't lay out, and I don't. I, I think this is probably the worst one out of the four. Is the Hermetic Order? Um, it's just such such a hit and miss, such a gamble, and even when it does pay off, I don't think it pays off as well as the other ones. Owls of Minerva will pay off every single time. Every single time, it'll be good. There's never an instance where it won't be good. And so, like, if we were to rank this, this would be the last one. I wouldn't say like F tier, but like it would be f number four to four. It's hard to say because we didn't see the other two. Um, no, but I understand the, how the other two work. What about the the, the university that gives you merchants and uh, engineers? Yeah, yeah, the Al Al Alchemical Society. I built a couple of these, and it does give you gold, but it gives you... Or does, sorry, it gives you gold, uh, but it, al it also gives you production. Um, this is a great, actually, this is a great replacement to the university. It gives you the science, gives you production, which leads you to a science victory essentially because you need both science and production for that um so this is actually a great great replacement to the university but these buildings like in in every in every secret society i feel like the buildings are probably the worst trait to every one of them uh, so like even with yours with the uh, gilded vault apart from that giving you plus one trade route is it useful the Gilded Vault, it, 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 it gives you a trade route if you have a harbor there. Yeah, but it but also if, generates if it seven, it seven gold. I believe it's seven. Five. Although sometimes with Civ, it just, yeah, it does the stack. So it'll give you the, the total. Um, yeah, like all my cities had them. So, you know, ultimately I want lots and lots of gold. Uh, it does something else and it's, it's escaping it me right now. It gives you culture equal to the adjacency bonus. That's right. So, and that's generally going to be a two or a three. Um, you know, I, I think it, I wasn't expecting it to be amazing just because of how powerful having two policy cards is. Um, I was okay with, with a fancy bank. Um, so it did what it needed to do. I just, I loved the flavor of like super vanilla Civ 6. Like that's when Civ first came out. If, if you built both a Harbor and a commercial hub, you got both trade routes. Um, so I really enjoyed, enjoyed that aspect, but yeah, for versatility, every Civ will love that. What you just described, it also kind of sounds like there might be a couple Civs that are, are great for it. Um, but yeah, it's not something that's for everybody. And it might've been 
don't know, did you take Divine Spark? Like, you didn't know that you were necessarily I, I built take. Oracle. I built okay. Oracle, and I, I had a lot of great people. Like, I had a ton of right. people. But it right. just didn't matter because I got it way too late. And even your culture, while it was impressive, just because of my city-building strategy, I had lots of cities, and my culture was not that far behind yours. Uh, so it didn't seem to give you that distinct a cultural um, advantage. It, it it didn't, yeah. I mean, like I said, I tried to go for a culture victory, but like it just didn't work out. Like I wanted, I didn't want to expand that much because I wanted to go for a culture victory. How how big you did know. the ley lines get? They got big. They got it was like fifteen science, uh, twelve culture, one food, one production, and like three gold. I think it was. So this is. I think that obviously we can't fairly ranked societies really until we've done it a couple times but like it sounds like if it is random okay that makes sense like you, you have to go looking for ley lines um i hope it's not set up in such a way that it forces you like if because it's i think the stagnus you said i couldn't see them you said he had like four or something like that yeah it's, um, it's you need to get the society in order to see them like you it's yeah. a hit or miss kind of thing so that might suggest you should you need to go to war to go and take them but he's on the other side of the planet so i don't know so yeah it didn't sound very fun no it's, i don't think uh let's move to the void singers have you guys played the void singers in any of your single player games at all at least a little not enough to not judge really them. no okay I, I, so. I, we we couldn't do them justice so on paper, um, right now if we're gonna let's force we're gonna force rank these, okay? Sure. So sure. right now we have number one Hermetic Order, number two Alchem- Alchemical City uh, Society. Sorry, uh, Hermetic Order. Sorry. Okay. So now we have the third one, Void Singers. Uh, they allow you to construct the Old God Obelisk, which replaces the monuments. So cool. Um, Love super it. Super cool. I, I, Love it. Love the Cthulhu um, symbol. Love the flavor. Uh, their second ability is cities earn gold culture and science per turn equal to 20% of their faith per turn rate. That I think is incredible. Uh, the third ability, they unlock the cultist unit, which is a unit purchased with faith that uses charges to reduce loyalty and generate relics. And then their fourth ability being dark summoning, which provides a lot of faith and raises the amount of loyalty damage done by cultists. So if I have to force rank this, I would put this second behind Owls of Minerva and ahead of Hermetic Order. Uh, yeah, I, I would, would agree. agree um, the, I think what I really like about the Void Singer is just the exploitability. I think if you set up your civilization right, like so for instance, if you take the, I think it's one of the religious beliefs, triples your relics. Yes, right? relic queries. Um, yeah. So, you know, if you, if, you, if you set it up right, uh, there could be just some insane stacking. I'd love to see them with an empire like the Congolese um, where they, you know, like Congolese are very tricky to pull off. But if you pull them off, like, you know, they're, they, they're, there's some cool stuff they can do or any of the other ones that uh, I think there's a couple other civs that uh, utilize the relics. Uh, it does really suck that we did not get to see them with um, with Ethiopia. Um, unfortunately, there was only eight, uh, sorry, four goody huts that Nystagmus could have gotten that were close to him, um, that were still around in the medieval era. And there's only a 70% chance each time. So mathematically, he likely wasn't going to get them anyways. Um, no, that was, no, he would have got them. <laughs> so now we have Alzheimer number one, uh, Void Singers number two, 
Hermetic Order number three. So now we're going to introduce this last one, the Sagwing Pact. Now, I've learned this week they are more than just vampires. Uh, the castles, um, apart from the, the, tra the traveling between the two, uh, eventually, you can build a castle in neutral territory. I didn't know this. But also, when you build the castle, all the adjacent tiles are automatically worked and sent to your capital as yields. And that's what makes this uh, apparent, the secret society. This is what makes it good. It's not the vampires, it's the castles and wherever you put them. So if you put them next to, let's say for an example, a natural wonder in neutral territory, suddenly that natural wonder's tiles are now being worked by your capital. Or if you put it next to a, a, a ton of mines or a ton of uh, hills, that's being worked by a capital. And then if you put it next to a bunch of improved resources, all of those suddenly get worked by your capital. So your capital can get really, really massive in every in anything. It can be massive in science, it can be massive in uh, food and production, faith, culture, whatever, whatever it is, right? You can really exploit maybe even if you have a unique tile improvement for your civilization and you surround the castles with that unique tile improvement, right? That just makes your civilization that much better. So I've heard so many good things about the, the Sagwing Pact. And again, not because of the vampires, but because of the castles. I don't know what you guys have heard. Uh, yes, I've heard about these castles. Uh, industri like, I guess the vampires, too. You don't get them till very late. Um, you get a vampire every you get one level. At, oh, you get, oh, I see. You get one every level. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then your vampire castle you get in the medieval era? The vampire castle you get in the medieval era, you can only build two maximum per empire. However, you can build and destroy them as you please. It's unfortunate we didn't get to see them. I still, I just feel, I still feel that this secret society is a bit hokey. Uh, the other ones I can sort of buy, but this one seems really like magic. Um, especially these vampire castles. Can't you like teleport through them, through them as well? In, in the atomic era. Okay. So it's pretty um, far. Like you already have airports and everything like that. True enough. True enough. Um, so I guess we got to see them in action. I think that they're like a mobile, like I would, I like to see the, uh, as like a, a mobile wormhole, right? Cause you can, you, you can build two of them, but you can like destroy them at will and stuff and they might not take, they don't take long to build again. Right. So you can, who builds them? You can move them. So so you the, can the actual vampire and yeah. the vampire. it actually increases. So it, with the third level, you can build three castles and then the last level you can build four castles. Okay. So the vampire starts with a melee of 20. And then it just over history, over time, it just goes up every time you you kill a you hurt, unit. You kill a unit. Yeah. And they do their charges recharge? So they have four build charges. So the build so they can build four castles. Uh okay. so like four different castles, each vampire. So you have to like build it, then build like break it. Breaking it usually doesn't cost a builder charge, so you build it, break it, build it, break it, build it, break it, build it, break it. Right. I it's it's unfortunate we didn't get to see either of these. Um because it, it seems that there's two orders that are kind of empire-wide, and there's two orders that are a little bit more focused. Uh, with the Void Singers seem to be like, it's a bonus that's for your entire empire. The same thing with Hermetic Order, it's a bonus for the entire empire. These ones, this and the Hermetic Order, seem to be more like, a couple of your cities are going to be amazing super cities. Uh, which is an interesting mix uh, for them. So, on paper though, I think these are very versatile abilities and there's a couple empires in particular that i could see 
if you had a vampire riding alongside, how quickly do they move? Can they keep keep, keep up with uh, cavalry? So I want to go through all of the attributes here because it, it has more than just 20 melee. It starts with a base 20 melee, but it does increase. So uh, it obviously cannot be trained. You can only have up to four vampires at once, once you reach the atomic era. Uh, it, but it inherits the same combat strength as the strongest military unit the player has built. So it doesn't even need to absorb damage. It'll have the same damage as the strongest unit you build. However, and then it also, it also gains one combat strength whenever a unit dies beside it. And then when you kill a barbarian, it's capped at 10. This is a Civ I'd like, there's a cut, like just think, I'd love to see these with the Aztecs. You know, I'd love to, because the Aztecs right off the bat get at a high power unit, right? Like, I, there's a couple civs now, and I'm like, all right, this could be really neat seeing it with, with a civ like that. That's cool. Aztecs or uh, maybe the Mongolians. I would rank them, honestly, I would put them above. Uh, they're probably teams. number two. Yeah, they're yeah, probably number, number two. two. Oh, 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 here it is. Vampires can be killed by nukes. Okay. Not so hokey. <laughs> Not so hokey. They're they're not the saint of all killers, so uh, that's cool. I've also heard that there's a chance that they can die permanently. They're no means immortal, so there's three cases that they can be killed. Vampires can be killed when they are inside a capital. This also applies to attacks initiated by vampires themselves. Vampires can be killed when they are on a vampire castle improvement. This is very similar to a situation mentioned above. Remember, in both of these situations, vampires oh. can only retreat once per turn. So a good tactic is to kill a vampire, is to identify where the closest vampire castle is, ambush, kill it, and then kill it there when it retreats. And then a vampire can be killed by nukes. Yeah, so interesting. Interesting. That is, that is very, very interesting. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to one of you guys. I don't think I'll ever take them, I, but I, I'd like to be annoyed by them. So go for it, guys. I think I'll have to try. Like, <laughs> like I have to know. Yeah. How? So how do they heal? Do they? Do they? They heal passively, five HP per turn. If you're in neutral, just territory. no matter what. In neutral, whether territory. they've attacked, whether they've attacked or not, doesn't matter. Yes. That's cool. They cannot heal in enemy territory, though. Oh. They heal. They heal passively ten turn, ten HP per turn if they're in friendly territory, and fifteen when they're in a city center. But they heal fifty HP whenever they pillage Every anything. They pillage anything. That is cool. And it was something I I mentioned that you know when you're attacking a city, pillage everything because that actually lowers the city's defenses. Um, so that's an extra initiative to go and just send your vampire uh, a pillaging. That would be so annoying. You get it weakened and then, up. Oh, I'll just eat this. Okay, let's eat that. Interesting. What civs do pillage bonuses for? Are any civs that get pillage bonuses? Mapuchi gets the loyalty. Uh, right, right. Minus uh, Norway, I think. I think they only they only that's get the raised coastal, coastal raid. raid they only get coastal raids i don't think they get bonus but there's a card there's a policy card there's though, a policy card that gives you bonus per pillage which would you would obviously take in this case i think anytime you're playing as vampires you're taking that thing and you're and you're going to pillage town one way ticket to pillage town oh vampire so if you pillage a farm your vampire's fully healed 
it's 50 plus 50. It stacks. Interesting. Yeah. All right, guys. I'm uh, definitely looking forward to seeing these guys on the battlefield. They're definitely the hardest of the, the four to get. What is it? 70% chance every time 70, you build a barbarian. And you have to build a barbarian camp. Like, just baseline. Although barbarian camps do um, come in, like, are, are pretty consistent. Unless you're just um, Agnes and they only get one. You only get one, and you'll get, well, you'll get four or five, but you just can't reach them because they're past that one barbarian camp that your whole empire can't <laughs> take out. He's not impressed right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're lucky we're <clears throat> allies next week, man. I know. I was just going to say, uh, how we, oh, no, ruiner, ruiner. Ah, ruiner. it was you. It was you. <laughs> So let's get into that. Uh, let's get Speaking into that. Speaking of go ahead, Nistag. Just tell us what you won. All right. So um, I know the big problem with our, our our format next this week coming up was the geography because when I was testing out, um, it, you know, loyalty and, and space kind of became a problem. So I decided at the end of the day, you know what? It's just more important for us to fight against the computer for a week and see how that goes. And so we're going to still do the World War II recreation. However, we're just going to throw geography out the window and it's going to be, it's going to take place on a parallel earth that kind of exists, but not in the same way that does here. So we're just going to take on uh, three of the ally powers and we're going to fight against the three axis powers uh, of the computers um, and uh, uh, kind of do it that way. And we're going to start in the modern era. So you all might see some uh, glowing green uh, rocks used in, uh, in, in this, in so this what, game. What one, what game speed are we playing? Two, how do we determine the victor? Three, are we still playing an earth map, but just not true start location earth map? Now, um, I'll let one of you guys, if you want to choose a different map, go ahead with that. Um, I don't, I'm, again, geography doesn't matter. So I just, you know, um, but the best way to do it would probably be on like a, a Pangea style map. So that we're all like close to each other. Um, and then when it comes to how we're going to determine the winner, I was between two possibilities. One was still score because the, the game still takes the score, right? The other one was we were going to let the chat decide with a poll at the end of the game who was the MVP um, of, of the game, basically. Um, okay. Now, I don't want to decide that on my own. There are certainly more popular members of the Civ show than others. Um, uh, <laughs> and so... Um, uh, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I thought we let uh, VectorCat choose all that stuff. Oh, I'm not supposed to say that out loud. Uh, I I thought what might be neat was the, um, especially if we get our asses kicked, like just you know, who got the fewest city, who lost the fewest cities, <laughs> might be oh, yeah. a way to go. Because it's gonna be deity, right? You want at least at least Germany and Japan got to be deity. I hope. Okay. Yeah, that's what the plan was. So who who are the civs that are going to be involved here? So the Axis powers involved are going to be Germany, Japan, and Italy. So Rome. Um, oh, the yeah. Allied powers involved are going to be the UK, Russia, and the United States. Okay. And then who are you playing? I'm going to play as Russia. Okay. Do it. Do it. I'll take I'm I'll take I'll take America. And I'll take Bull Moose America because that's the World War II Teddy. There, there's a World War II teddy? What are you talking about? Like what? Oh, sorry, whatever. That's the more relevant teddy. I think, um, I think I'll think i choose uh, England. 
I guess I could choose either leader though, eh? Yeah, whoever you want. Yeah, I guess so. For probably Victoria makes it makes the most sense. Mo- yeah. More sense than than Eleanor. Um, so f- fine, I will be. I won't get my sea dogs or anything, but that's fine. We don't need no, them. You still get sea dogs as Queen Victoria. Not in the modern era. Oh, I think maybe we should. We I think maybe we we should play on Earth map, just not choose start location, and like you get what you get. Maybe maybe that's not fair because like one person might have both yeah because then what's going right. to happen is nystagmus is going to spawn right next to germany um as as okay. russia somehow and Pangeans. then i'm the one who's going to lose the most cities because that's what's going to happen uh and then and then the person who's on, on north america by themselves are going hey man i'm so good at this game i deserve to win the game and <laughs> okay uh, and it will be well, zo because he always spawns on his own continent and i just know, <laughs> I'm getting crushed by all the German panzers, and he's like, "I'm building wonders, guys. I'm, I'm contributing to the war effort. It's yeah, okay. I'm building maybe, wonders." Maybe, if not true Earth, maybe still do like continents or something like that. But I think I don't know. I think true Earth might be okay. Like, if we're only playing with six civilizations in an eight civilization game, unless we're putting a couple neutrals in there, um, it'll likely distribute us that that each of us gets more or less a continent. Um, so, I don't know, could, th- I, there is an intrigue to, to having actual Earth. Yeah, there is, for sure. Especially with England, because then you get the, you can, uh, be better on other continents. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, well and I, and time. I, I threw the idea of, uh, instead of Italy, we do the Vichy, uh, which, uh, for you history buffs out there, basically, when France fell... You know, Germany seized control of the French government, right? The government building and issued new leadership. And that leadership projected French control. So it was a puppet government, but like there were legit French like protectorates that were getting orders from Paris, from from France, uh, that were controlled by essentially the Germans. Uh, And, you know, if you if you can imagine when you have an empire of uh, if England suddenly got conquered and like Canada, Australia, where are they getting their orders from? Well, if the new recognized government of England was controlled by the Germans, that they these colonies technically would be getting their orders. So that's that's a reality that happened in World War Two. So we could throw um, an African power uh, instead of the uh, Italians and then do true start. Uh, do like the Mali represent Stop the trying Vichy. to change the Stagmus' decision. It's his Just saying. He's uh-huh. the historian. He's the historian. He knows what I'm saying is at least slightly accurate. Yeah, um, it's accurate in a very... Vichy France was not an independent government. It was... I know. I know. It was a puppet. But, you know, puppet's a puppet. Anyways, it is yours. I've manipulated you too much, Nystagmus. So whatever whatever you decide. Yeah, we'll do Earth Map, but we won't do True Start. Right? Cool. Fine with me. Very and, good. Uh, Very we'll play good. as those sims: uh, Germany, Japan, Italy, which is the the at true Axis power, the original three Axis powers, um, um, and and uh, and then go with the the three major Allied powers. Even though there were more, there these were the three major ones. No offense to my Canadian brethren, but um, or, or Australia. Um, uh, and so, yeah. So we'll do it that way. Um, cool. Modern era. Standard and speed. how do you how do you guys yeah standard speed um you do standard speed how sure. did you want uh to decide the winner because that the idea that we threw around was score and the other idea was whether or not we have like a poll i say we do a poll if we get at least five votes that's true if we don't get five votes then we do score that's fine 
Five votes in total or five votes for the total? Total. Yeah. The only wrench I'd like to throw at that is I think if one of us is able to take a capital, Berlin or or or, or Kyoto specifically, that is a win for that person. Like that that that's a way to win the game. Is uh, if you have whoever has owns the most capitals, who has conquered the most capitals, okay. I could see that being a way. What if you all capture um, one? If, if we all capture one, then you go to a poll. So if there's okay. a situation that would be a tie, go. But, it, it, you know, in that case. Um, and that could create just some funky little rivalry. Because if you think about it, there was a race to Berlin, you know. And, yeah, we're Russia and America were allies, but they both wanted to get to Berlin first, right? And they, you know, split in two. <laughs> um, so I could see that being an, an easy, easy way to determine it. Whoever's got the most Axie Capitals. Okay, so uh, last announcement before we end here. Uh, we're going to be having a feedback survey coming to you really, really soon if you want to determine the future or help determine the future of the Civ show and help us out. Uh, by all means, please participate in this feedback survey. It'll be in our Discord, so please join our Discord for that. Other than that, you can follow all of our social medias at the Civ Show, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, at the Civ Show. A reminder, though, the personal awesome chats that go on a daily basis happen on Discord. It's where you find all about our cats and how some people prefer Zool to a cute puppy. You know, that's you can't get that anywhere else in the Civ Show feeds. OK, Discord is the place to be. And honestly, uh, yeah, Discord's been doing pretty like been pretty active recently. So um, join the Discord uh, on the YouTube channel. We have a couple uh, different uh, videos kind of um, that are coming out. So I, my personally, I do one called Better Know a Leader, current one. Sirofo Laurier is our first video in that uh, one. Uh, look, tune in for in a couple weeks when I do the second episode in that series. Um, and so we have a couple series on our YouTube channel. So check that out and subscribe. Um, and so... Uh, we have a lot of yeah, a lot of content other than just the stream um, uh, and the podcast. Yeah, really excited. Season two, baby. We're rolling. We're rolling. We're doing it. All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Uh, this has been Social Podcast. We'll see you on Sunday. Good night, everyone. Good night.